May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Please be seated. Some Gospels are easier than others for us to hear and, and bring home. The other day I learned a concept uh, called the leaden rule. In the Gospel today we have the golden rule. Um, as you might guess, the leaden rule is kind of the inside-out version of the, of the golden rule. Um, think back to like medieval alchemy where they're trying to turn lead into gold. The leaden rule is the opposite of the golden rule. And it is this. When I'm at my worst, I do to others whatever it is that I most fear having done to me. I do to others what I fear they will do to me. So, for instance, if my greatest fear is that people will find out that I'm defective, then at my worst, I'm running around pointing out everyone else's defects. If my greatest fear is that deep down, I don't have value, then at my worst, I find myself running around treating others with contempt, with arrogance. If I'm afraid of being controlled or harmed by somebody else, then on my worst days, I'm threatening and intimidating the people around me. And I think if you think about it, it may be hard to see it in yourself, but you can probably name some examples of people applying the leaden rule. You can listen to the news and you can hear people, countries, applying the leaden rule. Let's do to others what we most fear they'll do to us so that we get ours first. And we're most likely to employ this rule, as I say, in our worst times, when we're in a bad place emotionally or spiritually, um, when we're suffering, when it's us who mostly needs the help. Today's gospel, I think, is hard because Jesus is talking to us about how to apply the golden rule in a world that is so often maybe even mostly, run by the leaden rule. Love your enemies, it sounds nice as like the heading of a scripture passage in your Bible as a, as, a, as a Sunday school lesson in an abstract way. But then, like, I try loving my neighbor who mows their lawn every Saturday morning at 7 a.m., which is the only time I get to sleep in. Or like my supervisor who took credit for my idea just now and didn't give me a raise. You know, that's not, that's just an example that didn't really happen. I love my supervisor. Um, or I try loving, maybe it's easy to love my child's bully, but it's really not so easy for me to love the parents who raised that child. Loving your enemy, it takes a deep, a deep breath and really being rooted in something to be able to bless the people that are cursing us to our faces. It takes a deep spirituality to be able to pray for someone who harms us 
or abuses the people we love. The people that Jesus was preaching to in this sermon, they're a lot like us. They were like us, maybe even more so, because these were people living under an oppressive political regime. These were people who suffered, probably most days at the hands of their enemies, people who might be struck by a Roman soldier just casually. They might have their coat taken away by someone more powerful, and they don't have a coat. They don't have the means to get another one. These are people who, when they hear, give to everyone who asks of you, they don't have anything to spare, maybe. So they'd probably listen to this scripture, this, this past, you know, these words of Jesus, and they're going to have a reaction similar to ours. We're not alone in this. Does this guy want me to be a doormat? What is this about? For all of us living in this leaden rule world, where fear comes first, fear leads to harm, fear leads to abuse, and it's circular. Abuse gets more fear. The more harm is done, the more reason there is to be afraid. In a, in a world like this, these words of Jesus, they look weak. Love can look foolish. But Jesus said, that's not the world the way that our God intended it to be. The world God created is a world where love is the way. God made it. God made this world to be a world where love, not fear, runs the show. And all of us are children of God. He says, if you can live by this golden rule, then you will be who you're called to be. That is, you will be children of God, children of love. Love looks like God, kind to everyone, merciful, enough to spare enough to give away, even when we don't necessarily expect to get it back. I think, I think, I'm willing to bet that most of us are here in this room, actually, because even though this is a world where the leaden rule kind of runs the show, we've experienced the other way. We've experienced God's love. And maybe we've experienced that love coming to us at a time when we were not necessarily most deserving of it. We've experienced some kind of grace or some kind of mercy. And that experience has given us faith, even in the middle of all of this, all of this fear. We have faith. We have reason to believe deep down that love is the way, that Jesus is not a fool. Jesus is not a fool. When we hear his words today, there's two mistakes we can make, right? And, and I feel like this kind of needs to be said because this gospel has been used to tell people that it's God's will that they should suffer. It's been used to tell survivors of domestic violence that they should stay where they are. It's been used to tell enslaved people that they can stay in their place. 
Their reward will come in heaven. But we know that that's not love's way. And I, and, I, and I think it's important to name that that's not what Jesus is talking about. God created us for love, not to be abused. And so the other part I think that's essential here is that this golden rule was not designed for one person and not for another. It only works if we all do it together. So we make a mistake if we think, I'm supposed to do this by myself somehow, on my own somehow. Jesus isn't talking in this gospel. He's not talking to one person. He's addressing a crowd. He's addressing a congregation, like a community. He's addressing a movement. He's saying that you, when he says, you, do, do unto others as you would have them do to you. He's talking not just to you and you and me and you and you. He's also talking to y'all, all of us together. We're called to do this together. And that's actually, I think, the heart of the first mistake. When we tell one person to turn the other cheek and let the other person run amok. The golden rule applies when we're all accountable to it, when we all follow it. Because God's way of love is calling all of us to change. Perfection in the Bible, when we, talk, when we hear the word perfection, that often means wholeness or completeness. So I might be able to follow the golden rule, but if my companions are not following it alongside me, it will not yet be perfect. It will not be whole. The golden rule and God's vision for us, God's dream for us, is that we are all together following this rule, that we all set the leaden rule aside together. We've got to do this together. And the way that that happens is that it starts from a place where, a place like this, a community, where we agree to try our best to apply this rule in our relationships with one another. And if we can try that experiment, then I can leave here today and take that with me into another situation where my neighbor is applying the leaden rule. But I can get my strength from this place where you've treated me with mercy, maybe when I wasn't at my best. Think about whether there's a relationship or a community in your life where you don't have to be afraid. Think about whether it's a relationship or a community in your life where you can let down your guard. Is there a place that you've received that generosity of love? Maybe it's a friend or a family member. Maybe it's a 12-step group. Maybe it is this congregation. Wherever it is, imagine if that generosity of love, you know, if you were like holding that in your lap and it could just overflow, a good measure, overflowing from the source. If that could overflow from your life, what you've received, if that could overflow from your life, 
It might touch your neighbor. And what they've received could overflow to their neighbor and to their neighbor and to their neighbor. Imagine if all of us had enough, had received enough and could share enough. That overflowing of love would be, would embrace the world and that would be a world where love is the way. Where we would be God's children. That's, that's the invitation today, just to imagine. It's Jesus' invitation, beginning here in church or in that friendship where you found sustenance, beginning here with us, all of us together. That's where the world shaped by love, not fear, can begin. Amen.